Welcome, everybody, to episode nine of the Hellhorn Podcast. My name is Jason. Today, I have David Paul Seymour as my guest. He is a pretty big deal in the doom metal world as far as art goes. He also just started a new YouTube show called The David Paul Seymour Show and also has a new coloring book out that we're going to talk about a little later on. So uh, what's up up there in uh, Minnesota during this uh, COVID-19 downtime? Oh, man. It's, um, well, first of all, man, thanks, thanks for asking me to be on. I really appreciate it, man. It's always a treat to get to talk to other human beings, especially get asked to be on somebody's show. So I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And what's up to everybody out there listening? Yeah, man, things are things are just fine here. I mean, you know, uh, probably about the same as most other places that are cities or whatever. You know, we we live kind of in the burbs, so um, you know, um, it's not as hard to I guess to stay away from people uh, out here as it would be if you know we were living downtown or something like that. As far as it goes with me personally, man, it's like to be honest, it's not that much different at all from. Uh, the way my life has been before it started. I mean, you know, I like still sitting here at my desk, you know, drawing pictures every day and, you know, uh, I kind of, I'm kind of a homebody anyway. And, you know, I do miss going to live shows and stuff like that and getting to see friends as much. That's part is different, I guess. But, you know, my wife and I, you know, we, we get a lot of shit. We've been getting a lot of shit delivered that we need all our necessities like food and beer, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's, uh, kind of been an opportunity to support, uh, some of our like local breweries, you know, for beer, we go, you know, get that delivered from them and that kind of thing. But yeah, man, I mean, things are okay. Yeah. I figured you wouldn't have a problem working from home still. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm fortunate in that regard. I'm not like losing my, uh, livelihood or having to make weird adjustments because of work. I mean, my uh, daughters are still in high school, so they're they're having to do obviously school at home, and um, kind of sucks for them. I mean, it's their junior year, and it's not the most ideal way to go about. You know, I mean, so much of high school is a social time and and all that. And I feel bad for them with that, but. You know they're 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 doing a good job of it, and you know what can you do? <laughs> Just wake up every day and repeat. Right now, <laughs> right, right. All right. How many illustrations do you think you've done to date recording this? <laughs> Just ballpark uh, fine. I don't know that I even have that, man. I mean, well, the funny thing is, like, you know, I mean, I've i literally been drawing almost my entire life. I mean, probably when I was about like three years old, I started drawing and sure it wasn't anything you would call great or good or whatever, you know, but so then, you know, when I got into like high, my high school, well, even junior high or whatever, I mean, me and my buddies, you know, we played music and skateboarded and, you know, I did a lot of uh, illustration work for like the local scene, you know, whether it was in skateboarding, community or or you know punk rock and metal community and uh you know whether it was for the bands i was in or my friends bands and that kind of thing so you know going all the way even back to that i mean not as a professional or or whatever but so i uh, you know i don't i don't know where to where the 
the meter would start, you know, trying to figure how many I've done, but I don't know, man. I mean, I guess if you're talking about like kind of more relevant present day, you know, stuff or whatever, you know, as, as professional or whatever, I mean, I don't know, man, honestly, it, it wouldn't surprise me if I've done, you know, a thousand pieces. I mean, easily, you know, I mean, between t-shirts and album covers and skateboard decks and not even to mention, um, you know, to beer burial, uh, the work I do for burial beer, uh, alone is in the hundreds. And as a matter of fact with them, I, you know, the last time I was in Asheville, uh, for a speaking engagement there, that question came up with, you know, them, somebody asked, how many, how many pieces have you done for burial? And we kind of looked at each other and we're like, I don't know. And then, uh, somebody on their team was like, I think it's like around like 400 or something. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's just them, you know, you could, you, you figure, you know, and I've been working with them for about six years, I think now, or something like that. Maybe this is year seven we're starting. I'm, I'm not sure. A little fuzzy on that, but you know, if you, if you uh, take that and you figure I've been doing stuff for bands professionally for about 12 years now, I mean, it's pretty staggering, man. I mean, it's, yeah. It's up there. That's a good question, man. It'd be it'd be cool to maybe know, you know, but shit, you know, another week goes by and there's several more pieces and I don't know, it'd be hard to keep track of it on a constant basis. I don't know. Well, without some kind of nerdy spreadsheet or something like that, you know, but I don't know, man. Um, that's about the best answer I think I can give, I guess. Is... No, it's fine. I know. Um... <laughs> the answer's a lot. Yeah, I know like at least five are for my band, so. We got that right. going. <laughs> right. Um, yes. Yeah. So who is the first band that paid you to do artwork for them? Oh. And are they still around? Well, number one, you're talking to a guy who has the worst memory in history. Like, <laughs> okay. like really. Or at least, at least I would say, like, I have the worst memory for things that matter. My wife gets really upset with me because, like, I remember really goofy, trivial literally trivial shit you know? oh yeah you know like we'll watch some random thing on tv and i'm like oh man that's that guy who played the cop in that one tv show what you know the guy <laughs> might have had an, a, a you know role for like two episodes and like i just remember his face and and uh or it's like you know i could tell you what year a certain album came out and you know that kind of <laughs> thing so it's like shit that has no value to know, you know what I mean? But like, I can't remember important things, you know, I have to go to my wife all the time and ask her, like, you know, I'm filling out some kind of paperwork or something. It's like, what year did we buy the house? You know, <laughs> what year did I get, what year did I get that truck I'm driving now? You know what? I can't remember like daily, you know, like life important things, you know, so, man, shit just blends together sometimes. That's, that's yeah. my problem too. So they just yeah. have a selective kind of memory, you know, and whether I like it or not, I can't control it, you know, but, and I'm sorry to be evasive with your, <laughs> with your questions, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't remember, but I'll explain it like this at least. And it, it, it it's not really a, a name of a band or whatever, but you know, my background is in architecture actually. And I spent over 20 years in that field. And um, like I said, when I was young, I was drawing a lot. You know, my parents were really practical people. 
God love them. And, and, uh, they, they just were like, you, you, you can't make money just being an artist. There's, that's not like something somebody makes a living at. That's something that somebody does. That's a hobby. You know what I mean? And so you need to find something. We know you're creative and, and that's how you are. You need to find something creative that you can latch onto that you can make money and earn a good living because you can't live with us for, a, you know, and sure. uh, so like I, I got in architecture because I thought like, hey, man, you know, that that to me is like the highest form of art still. I still have an appreciation for it. And, uh, you know, so when I was doing that, you know, um, I mean, it's kind of only so high you can go. I mean, people, I think, view a lot of times architects or people in that field as like, do, you know, back then, doctor, lawyer, architect, you know, and you're a millionaire, you know, and you drive a big fancy car and whatever. And, uh, you know, I really wasn't the case. I mean, I earned a good living better than a lot, you know? So, I mean, it was just something that after a while it became, Hey, I'm never going to go any further. It got really unrewarding to me, that career path, mm -hmm. sitting in a cubicle all day, you know, being surrounded by people I either didn't like or barely knew and would never hang out with after work, you know, cause I, I didn't like them enough. And I was like, what am I doing? You know, and I, I got really depressed, you know, about it. But, you know, then, um, I told my wife, I'm like, Hey, you know, I've never been a big hobby guy, like tinkering in the garage on old cars or, you know, with this and that playing golf or whatever. So on the weekend, so it's like, Hey, you know what? Um, Oh, sorry, man. There's some random stranger walking through my yard, coming to the door. Give me one minute. Okay? <laughs> no problem. I'm sorry, man. No problem. Hey. Hey, man. No, I'm good right now. Appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by. That motherfucker interrupting our important conversation to hand me off some tree solutions flyer but hey you know what that guy's gotta make a living too like me and you right yeah that's right man um <laughs> anyway I, I i'm i could tell that guy might have saved me from just going off on a really huge tangent but <laughs> the uh the, the the thing i was trying to get to was that you know i told my wife i'm like god man i want to draw again and i love music i love metal love doom and that kind of stuff fantasy art and all that's like i want to start drawing again as a hobby and you know i'm just gonna reach out to draw some shit up, reach out to these bands, see if anybody wants, I'll just give it to them, you know, it'll be fun. And I started doing that and then people dug it, you know, the bands liked it. And before I knew it, you know, people were kind of recognizing what I did. And, and then, you know, I started being able to charge a little bit of money for it and a little bit more and a little bit. And I literally would like, I'd come home from my day job. We'd eat, we'd, we'd play with the kids. We'd watch TV, whatever we're going to do. And then I'd, uh, clear the dining room table off and like just sit there and draw my shit for like four hours every night. And I wound up like doubling our income. And I was like, well, fuck man. Like this isn't, this is kind of insane, you know, like this, this is pretty good, you know? And like architecture and that kind of stuff is like such a layoff prone kind of industry. It really fickle, you know, it kind of goes with how the economy is doing and all that. So I got laid off, you know, back when, and, uh, you know, fucking told my, my, I would figure my wife would be like, Hey, you know, you, you need to, you need to get back to work. You know, you need to dust off that resume and go find another job. And she's like, God, you were miserable, man. You, you, this, this shit clearly has a, has a potential to it. Just, just do this and see how happy it makes you. And 
I've been doing it since, you know. So I don't remember the first band paid me, but I just I remember that time period when that was happening and like it was so exciting, man. And it was like really cool that somebody actually would give me money to do that. And then I got to hit pause sometime even these days and like look back and say like, wow, people are still paying me money, you know, to do it, you know. And I mean, I'm, I'm doing it. And it's been my day job. I've been doing it for 12 years, but it's it's been like my day job for eight years or so, seven, eight years at least. Well, I've been working with burial for six, so it's got to be, yeah, eight years. So, yeah, man, I mean, it's amazing. And, and obviously I love doing it. Who wouldn't, you know, if you could, but I, I don't know. Like, I don't know who was the first band that paid me, but I don't know that there's even a way for me to figure that out. I'd be curious to see who it was, just to, just so I knew. But yeah. maybe one day, maybe one day it'll present itself. Maybe, yeah. Or if somebody's listening to this and 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 you're that band, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully well, they are. <laughs> well, they wouldn't. They, I guess they wouldn't. They definitely wouldn't know. How would they know that? Anyway, I, that's so stupid. I should have said. I sound like an idiot. Um, no, it's fine. But uh, yeah, man, I don't know. That's a weird, you know, and it's such a blurry gray area too. Because probably whoever the first band that paid me. You know, there were probably three other bands around around them, you know, that I had given it to because I wasn't quite, you know, on the level of just charging everybody. You know, I mean, I was kind of figuring things out at that time and um, whatever. But, um, yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I mean, I remember uh, I remember a few names, but um, I, I, I don't I don't know if that was something I was getting that I gave to them or they paid for it. And, would have been around in the beginning, but I don't know. Anyway, I, I'll sit and just linger on this shit and, and, and just eat up all our time. I'll, I'm going to turn it back over to you and we'll move on. <laughs> all right. Well, who would you say is the biggest band that has paid you for either album art or a gig poster or a t-shirt or anything? Right. Um. Well, big for me is hard to like, you know, put in terms because – Although I've done some stuff like for, you know, Slayer and, and Mastodon, those kind of came through and, and bands on that level, I guess, other bands. Sure. Like that. Those those opportunities kind of came not directly from the band. It wasn't like, you know, Tom Araya from Slayer emailed me or something personally and asked me to, um, you know, it was through like a booking thing or uh, or a you know some kind of person agent working in for the band you know and so um it's hard for me to like literally say like you know they paid me but i guess somebody did to do that so i mean you know i've done if you want to go about it that way i mean i've done i've done some gig poster work and some shirt art for some really big bands like slayer and opeth and mastodon and the sword, a band called uh, the Acacia Strain, which is a type of band that doesn't really get thrown around in a lot of conversation with Stone or Doom dudes, but because they're a little more like that technical death metal kind of band, but they're a really big band. And um, I actually did a shirt for them. And there's a band called Brand New, which again doesn't really fit in the same genres like the stuff you and I listen to a lot. So yeah, they're a pretty big band, and 
I think I did a, I did a shirt design for Agnostic Front, the old New York hardcore band. Right. Um, yeah, uh, I did. I did a, a. It was kind of a weird gig. I did like an advertising promo thing for Kerrang magazine for um, Muse, that band Muse, which is a, a, an insanely huge, uh, internationally huge band. But th- they're they're not even metal. They're more kind of like. I don't know how to describe them. You know, they're, they're kind of like a not, not pop because I think of Britney Spears when I say that, but they're most people know who they are. You know what I mean? Um, I, they're not somebody I'm not the biggest fan or really a fan at all, but they, you know, they're like some big international kind of pop rock band, you know, kind of deal. They're mostly known for like being liked by other musicians. Mostly. As, right. Yeah, right. They're like a musician's band band. You know, yeah. Well, they're definitely not a bad band. It's just, it's just not the kind of shit I like listening to. So, you know, I'd never try to like pretend like uh, I'm into something I'm not. But right, I think my biggest turnoff with them over the years was, especially when they first started. I think they got away from it, but they, they God, they sound remark. They sounded remarkably like they, they sounded like a, a bad Radiohead like the way the guy sings and stuff, you know, and I actually love Radiohead. So to me, it was like a turnoff, you know, um, but I think they kind of got away from that thing, but that that's all I ever thought when I, when, when they first came out, you know, but not the not the bad mouth them or anything. I don't like doing that either. It's just, that's, that's just my honest, was my honest opinion at the time. But yeah. So, I mean, bands like that, I mean, you know, and, and then honestly, if you want to break it into the just stone or doom stuff, I mean, Fuck man, I'm proud to say I've, I've I've probably done something for every one of those bands, man. You know, the Sword, Cadaver, um, uh, you know, Wind Hand, and uh, I mean, just if almost you could, shit, man. There's almost <laughs> there's not that many bands I probably haven't done work for at any level, you know. But at uh, one time or another, but um, you know, Red Fang and um, uh, clutch and you know did a couple of things for clutch and yeah man a lot of a lot of good good stuff for a lot of bands helmet yeah that's probably good enough huh <laughs> <laughs> yeah we actually got recommended to you from a uh, night demon uh we met those guys when they were first starting out before they really even blew up and uh yeah, yeah i was just asking like the singer it's like I'm looking for an artist for our album art. And he was like, just send me your name. He's like, this guy will handle anything you need. So I looked you up and I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for. So yeah, that's how, uh, that's that's how I found you. Yeah. Jarvis is a great dude and a yep. friend of mine. Shit. I forgot about them, man. Holy grail and night demon and, uh, and, and the band that the other band he's in, which. Sarah's uh, uncle. Sarah's uncle. Or yeah. Sarah's uncle. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> gonna use the Tolkien language properly. Sure. Yeah, man. That they they actually are big heroes of mine, man. I can't believe I fucking forgot about them. I feel so bad now. But dude, it's a lot of. I, well, I don't do well when I'm put on the spot. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not good. Some guys just thrive in that environment. I'm kind of clam. I'm like, uh, uh, my brain starts shutting down. Um, no, man. You know, there, there's those are some other great bands. Um, Horizont and. Uh, uh, fuck man. Yeah. Just tons of them. I could just sit and, you know, 
Shit, if I'd have known we were going to do this, I could have opened up my, uh, my my folder in my Dropbox, man, and, like, just fucking scrolled through all the folder names. But you guys get the point. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll do a part two one day and finish it up. <laughs> finish sure, up your... <laughs> sure. Yeah. It'd be like, uh, what's the guy from Forrest Gump when he just named off all kinds of shrimp? It could be that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. All right. Well, uh, so Burial is a local brewery to me. So another reason I found out about you is through them also. It just kind of, they just kind of lined up at the same time when I was looking for an artist. So yeah. what got you started with a company that was so far away from where you lived? Um, yeah, the, the cool thing with them is um, their co-founder, uh, Tim Gormley, um, you know, was, I guess, following me on Instagram uh, way back then. And I guess just got excited about my art and like what I did. And um, I, I, I've told this story before, like it, it, it was awesome. It's like, I, I distinctly remember the exact day where it all went down. Like it, it, that I can remember oddly enough, but um, you know, he, he was like, Hey, you know, I could see him like tagging, people in you know uh some of my a bunch of my posts like all all morning long and then finally you know he he was saying this is the guy i told you about or whatever like that then i was like well i wonder wonder what's going on here you always kind of get the sense when something's happening you know yeah so it turns out he was tagging the other owners uh jess and doug and uh they reached out to me i want to say that same day at, at the very latest the next day and they, they were like hey you know we can we call you and talk to you you know about about what we're doing and what you know some opportunity and i'm like yeah and they, you know and the rest is history i mean you know they got they got in touch with me just you know love your stuff love what you do we want to bring you on board and and make you our exclusive artist i mean they kind of had that mindset right out of the gate. I mean, they had like a fucking exclusivity contract ready for me to sign. Like, you know, they, they wanted to like, just, you know, just make me the sole artist for the whole thing. And, um, that was really appealing to me because it was more like, it kind of separated them from just being like, just another client who mm -hmm. might, might send some work my way sporadically or maybe just one time, you know, versus like, here's a, you know, here's something steady that I can get involved in and really, you know, help them shape. Cause when they first got a hold of me, man, they were still that tap room and they were not canning or bottling anything. I mean, when I got, when I got with them, it was just a tap room and I mean, it's just tap handles and barrels, you know, and, they got out ahead of knowing they were going to start canning and bottling. And that was like after year one, I mean, it was like barely the end, I think of year one of them in existence as a tap room. And they were like, man, we're ready to go to work on this shit. We've got big plans, you know? So, um, you know, that, that all was really appealing to me at the beginning because they like, you know, they, they were talking about the branding part and, you know, I, I got to be a part of that from the ground up. So like, you know, I'm really proud of that aspect because I, I, you know, helped them go from really just no visual identity at all because there wasn't a need at that moment, but taking that through to, you know, this whole look and aesthetic, which 
has morphed and evolved over so many years, but like, man, it, it, it's, it's just sick as shit to be a part of something like not walking into something where the branding's already spelled out. And I just got to kind of follow some sort of, you know, corporate line, you right. know, to, uh, but, but being a part of it, you know, growing it and, and making it what, it, what it is and was, you know, I don't know. Man, that's how it started. I don't know if they had looked around. I really never asked them much about that, to be honest. I do know there was another artist that they had in mind before me, and I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna say who it is. I don't want to do that, but um, yeah, it was not gonna be a good fit. And I think that was the other important part was the fit. You know, like we just clicked. You know, uh, professionally, personally. So. Yeah, man. I mean, I you know, I don't know, if, but I don't know if they looked around Asheville or or North Carolina to find somebody local first before hitting me up, or they that just maybe wasn't a big concern of theirs because the other artists who they had talked to before me, you know, he was like out in California. It was a matter of like wanting to find the best possible person, you know what I mean, and not have it just be limited to their geography and kind of settling for whoever was in town, you know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah, I do. I mean, we didn't, we didn't. So, you know, <laughs> you gotta go with what's right. best. Right. I appreciate that, man. That's sweet. So my favorite burial design that you did was the, uh, I don't think it was for a particular beer. I think it was a shirt design. It was the Minotaur with the giant hammer and the two barrels. Oh yeah, that was, that was for a bottle release. Oh, it was Okay. Yeah, called Houghton Hammer was the name. Man, I really, I really love that design, man. That's probably the one that really set my fandom of yours into motion. Was that particular? (laughs) It's fucking badass, man. I love it. I wish they would make a shirt out of it, but Uh, well, go in there and tell. (laughs) I don't have. Dude, I haven't been in there in a while. My only complaint about burial is like when they open back up, it's like super hipster central because of like out of town Uh tourists and stuff. So I don't really care there too much because of that, but I do love their beer a lot. And I like Tim a lot too. He's cool too, but yeah. He's a super, they're all, they're all really cool, man. And I mean, I get, I get what you're saying. And, and I know that tourism is a huge part of your guys economy and yeah. you're going to get that. But like, honestly, man, I, I almost think it's part of uh brewery culture these days. There's it, it, it a huge hipster component to it. Um, just because, you know, that that's the hip thing right now. And that's where your hip folks are going to be, you know. And um, I think guys like, uh, well, I can only speak for me, but, like, I I don't have a problem in those situations or environments. I mean, people generally don't uh, turn me off enough to keep me away from places that I like. But um, I often feel like I'm more at home or, like, I enjoy myself and let loose a lot more and feel more comfortable and, like, a traditional bar setting, some dank old place with a pool table. <laughs> Bud Light on uh, special. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, yeah, the environment of it, you know what I mean? Like it, it feels better to me. I know like it's funny because uh, we've got a bunch of, the hipster scene is probably worse <laughs> here. And uh, I hate throwing that word around, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, be nasty to anybody or, or turn anybody off. But like, uh, you know, there, there are those people, man, who like, they just, uh, I don't know. There's something about like just that whole thing where it's like, you know, like for instance, there's, there's a brewery here locally, like me and my wife and some friends were going to go out one night and 
<clears throat> we drove two towns over to go to this brewery because we heard how great it was. And we, we didn't even get out of our cars. We, we pulled in and we looked inside. There literally was like a table set up by the front door with Girl Scouts in there selling Girl Scout cookies. And I'm like, man, fuck this. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to, I'm not coming to a place to drink beer and have to like mind my P's and Q's that, but I'm not going in there planning on starting a fucking bar brawl, but like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to go in there and sit around a bunch of kids, you know, like it, they might as well have been having a fucking birthday party in there or something, you know, with balloons and fucking presents and shit. You know what I mean? It was like, Let's go find somewhere where we can fucking drink and curse. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, and listen to some good shit on the jukebox or something. You know what I mean? Like I, I just blew my mind. But I mean that kind of summarizes a lot of, a lot of my uh, brewery experiences. You know, but I think that's one thing I can say about burial that I the two times I've been there. It's only been a couple of trips I've gotten to make over the years, but. Um, I think they do a good job of kind of cultivating a group of people, I think, that are a mixed bag, and I kind of like that. Like, I'd rather see that. I'd rather see, like, a mixed bag of people than to be somewhere where, you know, it, it's um, just just a one kind of people or whatever, you know. I guess I'd rather mm -hmm. either hang around just a bunch of scruffy old bearded metalheads or – hang around with a mixed bag, but I certainly don't want to go somewhere. And that's a problem we got with a lot of breweries here that I think burial kind of doesn't seem to cultivate that as just having just hipster people with their dogs and their kids and their, you know what I mean? Carrying the kids on their little chest thing, you know, and got the dog, three dogs leashed up and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? Burial's a pretty mixed bag. They got a lot of cool people. I think that, that go there and, I don't know. It's pretty good. Uh, the best time to go is during the week, for sure. I, I have found this out. But no, I, mean, I don't have a problem with the I don't have a problem with the brewery. I just have a problem with the clientele on weekends, which is what I should have said, <laughs> to be a little more clear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I definitely got what you're, what, you, what you're talking about. And also on a side note, pretty much every brewery in this area, you can have kids and dogs come in. It, oh, yeah. 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 So yeah, it's hard to get away from Mind your P's and Q's in breweries around town for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's why I really my, my wife and I we just really don't go to breweries that much anymore. Um you know, I mean that that's great that you know, they're so family centric, I guess. I mean, that's great for them, but like we've already like our kids are teenagers, our kids don't go have to go with us. And when we go out, we want to go somewhere and be adults, man. I don't want to fuck hear other people's kids yapping and running around and bullshit like that. Knock so. beer over and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Or just what, <laughs> you know, it's just not the vibe I'm looking for, man. I want to, I want to smoke cigarettes and fucking drink beer and, and fucking get rowdy and curse. And, you know, I don't want to have to worry about all that shit. And, you know, I'm not there to fucking play Scrabble and, you know, fucking uh, listen to some guy's kids yelling and shit. So I don't know, man. <laughs> I just don't go. We don't really go to them that much anymore. Just go to a bar, you know. We spend a lot of time, obviously, going to metal shows and stuff like that. So you know, you, you, that that way more suits our. But I do like to try to support them all. I mean, I buy their beer. I, I pretty much just only buy local beer. Um, I say that I got a, a Bell's Two Hearted Ale in my hand right now, but um, I do mostly buy 
Shit, man, we just won an award at our local brewery, the one that just opened up in our town. It's the only one in our city. I mean, you know, again, we live in a suburb, you know. I mean, there's probably 300 breweries in Minneapolis and St. Paul between the two of them, but we just had this one open here, and we felt so bad as they opened up about, like, four, three or four months before the COVID thing happened, shut everything down. And we were like, fuck, dude, this is going to suck if they got if they fucking close their doors and don't open back, you know, whatever. So it's like been a mission, man. We've been like ordering growlers from them like every day. And we actually won an award, man, we, or not an award. It was like they started doing a contest. They said, well, shit, whoever's, whoever's buying the most growlers of beer is going to win. Like it's basically like a, a year's worth of free beer. And like, we just found out we won yesterday. So. Well, man, congratulations on that, man. That's a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very big deal, man. We probably spent four times what, whatever it is we won, but I, I'm glad to do it to keep them. I mean, we're going to spend it with somebody. We might as well have been with it. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Let's move on to the planet of doom. Um, sure. I get a, I get a big heavy metal uh, vibe from this uh, film project you're doing. Oh well, I I like to hear that. It's definitely uh, it's definitely something that's been that that sentiment's been echoed a number of times. As a matter of fact, um, we out of the blue we had an article. You could Google it, look it up, like Google Planet of Doom heavy metal. They actually put an article up. Uh, about it in the early days when we were uh, just getting everything going and um, just based off what they had seen then. And they were like, I think the the headline or the byline is like, you know, new film Planet of Doom channels the spirit of heavy metal movie or something like that. We're like, whoa, that's fucking cool, you know? And um, we actually had a meeting, Tim and I, with a guy who at the time, this was a couple of years ago, I want to say a year ago, but um, we had a meeting with the guy right here in Minneapolis, actually, that at the time was one of the owners of heavy metal. And, um, he seemed, he seemed pretty excited about, uh, getting involved, um, not in the production, but like the after, like, you know, running like, uh, some comic strip content in the magazine and, and doing like a, a hardcover, you know, when it was, when the run was done, you know, and all that. So that, He's not with them anymore, but that that sentiment was shared by a lot of people at Heavy Metal, and looks like that's something that we're gonna uh, do with them, uh, you know, after it's out and all that. So that, yeah, it's pretty exciting, man. There's a lot of people that are, I can't believe how many people like that are so genuinely stoked about the project. So um, it's so awesome. Yeah, when you guys released like the. Uh... I guess it was a opening credits or something. I was like ecstatic that finally I got to see something in motion, you know. So I'm I'm waiting yeah. for it. To come out. Oh, we are too, man. We're actually um, we're actually hoping to bump the speed up of the production. You know, people ask all the time, "Well, why why isn't this motherfucker done yet? It's been years, you know, and all that." And you know, and I, I tell people all the time, like you know, even Pixar. Or DreamWorks. I mean, it takes those guys like three or four years to make a movie like The Incredibles or Toy Story or whatever. And those fuckers got a team of like 200 people, you know what I mean? And like, we're just two guys making this movie. I mean, great. We got 15 artists, 15 bands who contributed the raw material, but we got to turn that raw. You know, it's like somebody delivering lumber to a job site. We got to take all that raw material and turn it into a, a finished product. And it's just two of us doing it. And anyway, so 
we actually are hoping to ramp up the speed because we um, we've got um, some potential people interested uh, in investing some more cash in it, which we're actually waiting to see what what the end result of that's going to be. But um, if if that were to happen, then you know we if this goes away, you know we would like it to, or the way these guys are, you know, telling us it would be that you know we'd have the cash to literally hire more animators and put them to work like full time to, okay. to get it done. And if that mm-hmm. were the case, I mean, we could probably finish this movie in another you know eight months or so. You know what I mean? But also too. It's not all on us. I want to be clear about that. I mean, we've had to let people go. We we've had people quit. We've had people literally get about seventy percent or so done with their say artwork, and then just bail out and just say, uh, "I don't want to do this anymore." You know, whatever. And um, we've had to overcome those options. You know, there, there's shit, man. We probably. I would say at least 50% of the talent we've, we've had to exchange out somebody for somebody else for some reason or another. And, um, you know, that sets you back because, you know, we had to, we had to groom these guys. We had to take, you know, get them going. We had to wait for them. And, you know, we're letting all these artists and bands, uh, take their time to produce, you know, produce their raw material as I call it. Because you know we don't we don't have the money and resources to just go, blah. Here's just a pile of cash. I'm just going to pay you like full time wages to just sit and do nothing but this. So they it's done out of love. I mean we are paying them, but it's nothing like they know, they would get if they're working on client work. You know, um, so you know we have to be patient and wait for them to kind of finish it at their speed. And um, when you're doing that, obviously that drags things out for a long time. I mean got some artists who've been working on their shit for two years, you know, and then you, you, then all of a sudden they quit and then you got, or, you know, we got to let them go because they're just not, they're literally not doing anything or they're not returning your emails anymore. Then, you know, you got to fucking find somebody else and start all over again. So a lot of the time in the film production has just been that. And most people don't get that, you know, it's been having to wait on these people and and then to have to replace them, you know, hope they finish. So where we stand today is all the music is done, paid for, turned in, and mastered even for the film. Every stick of music. But the artwork, I'd say, you know, there's still several artists who are working. Um, and then there's a... Um, there's even a spot on the movie for an artist that we still have to fill. Um, we just filled the second to the last spot. And again, all these spots were spots that were supposed to be for, for somebody else. But, you know, the, so we get down to even one last and we're still trying to find that right person for that. And then we'll have to wait on them. You know, it's, it's a little bit slow from us, but it's a lot slow from, you know, just waiting on all the raw material to come in. Man, I wouldn't even know the first thing to do starting something like, something like that. So, man, just whenever it's done, I'll be I'll be there day one to watch it. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I got a feeling <laughs> we're gonna have a great turnout when it's re- when it's ready to watch. But well, I'm talking yeah, like, I'm talking like VOD. I, I can't make it to like a movie premiere or nothing like that. But <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Well, I know, but the thing is, is like it's not going to be just a premiere. I mean, the whole goal has been and is still to um, tour it around independent theaters in major cities. Oh, okay. so, I mean, it will it will be in a town near you, or could probably, to be honest, I, I definitely Asheville. So, I mean, you got it, you got it made. Um, but yeah, man, it, that the the whole thing is. Luckily, with that background in architecture I told you about, I mean, I I, uh, I I got a lot of project management experience, and it really came in handy with this fucking thing, you know? So, are there any plans to go old school and release a soundtrack with it, like, on vinyl or tape? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. That, that's, a big, that's a big thing, and that's been part of the plan from day one, and we made sure that all the... Uh, all the boxes were checked off with the bands when, when we were signing contracts with them that they knew that they knew or their label knew that, that, that was going to be the intention. So, um, yeah, that's, that's definitely a thing. We're thinking it's probably going to have to be at minimum a three record set. Oh, wow. And we want to do it like really special because we had to trim off, uh, some of the, the, the tracks, you know, I mean, some of them were clocking in at 10 or 12 minutes or, you know, 13 minutes or whatever. And so we had to, we had to pare those down to even just half of that so that, you know, they would, they would roll with the movie properly. And, um, you know, but what we want to do is we want to keep that original length and format, uh, going into the soundtrack album and, uh, let everybody hear the full uncut tune. And, um, you know, we want to do it right, man. We want to have like almost be, you know, something akin to like some kind of like trifold slash box set kind of thing or something. You know, um, we kicked around a lot of ideas, you know, had three 12 inch records or maybe like a little box of, of uh, you know, uh, 10 inch records or uh, who knows, you know, but we, the whole goal is we want to make it like so fucking cool. You know what I mean? And like a real collector's item and worth the project's weight, you know, and have like a book in it and, you know, that the whole thing and just make it really cool. And obviously probably do like, um, you know, soundtrack, uh, Blu-ray bundle, you know, kind of box set or something like that. And, make it really cool yeah send me the link for that like pre-order link so i can get that going right now (laughs) (laughs) hey man you'll i'll let you know when yeah we there's there's gonna be a lot of that shit to sort out after the movie but that's obviously we're just trying to concentrate on getting the movie done first but you know we've got all these things that we wanted to do from the start and that that's going to be a thing. So it'll be in theaters. There'll be a soundtrack. There'll be Blu-ray DVDs, all that stuff. And there'll be a ton of merch. We, you know, we've even been talking to, um, uh, I won't, I'm not, I don't want to name names on anybody yet. And we, until we really ink deals, but talking to, uh, you know, even, a even one of these toy companies who, uh, you know, make these sort of boutique action figures, you know, and getting, um, action figures made maybe some play sets you know the guy's chopper bike you know all of all the cool toys like when we were kids when movies would come out and yep even fucking doing lunch boxes man that was a big thing when i was a kid and I was, you know we're talking to somebody about doing metal lunch boxes and all this kind of shit uh you should uh do uh movie cards also like trading cards yeah 
Oh, fuck yeah, dude. I never thought of that. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to fucking hammer out all that kind of shit, you know. Put a little fucking stick of rock-hard gum in it, you know. <laughs> it's funny you say that. Uh, I know the guy who has a, runs a Shade Beast Records, and he's doing uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, Joe Eldridge, and um, he's, a big, yeah. he's a big fan and said to say hi, by the way. Oh hell yeah, man! I love that dude. Yeah, that's a that's another buddy of mine. He was so many good friends. He was trying to collect all the burial cans, but gave up at like forty something. <laughs> you know the funny thing, man, is I've, I've probably got the shittiest burial beer can collection of anybody else, and it, it, it kind of stings a little bit. But being so far away, it's just so goddamn oh, yeah. hard. They, those poor bastards. They tried to ship me some, and it just. You know, it's been a whole thing. It was just, well, I think we we finally, we've just given up on it, you know. And to be honest, it's probably good because my wife says it looks trashy. I got all these fucking empty beer cans downstairs in our bar. You know, on I'm, it's all nice and displayed nice on shelves and everything. But, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just a bunch of fucking empty beer cans lying around. Hey, man, those beer cans made your house payment, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> So what was I going with that? Oh yeah. So Joe does. Um, he's doing Doom trading cards, and they're doing sets of twelve for different genres of music. And he said when they hit twelve, they're gonna start sending selling them as a bundle with stale bubblegum in it. So I thought that was pretty nice. awesome. Yeah, that is awesome. Well, dude, I mean, for me when I was a kid. You know, I, I wasn't into sports ever. I was into music. So I had all these like, well, I had like packs of Star Wars cards. And then I had like uh, Kiss had a huge thing. I think Tops or whoever did the Kiss ones. But those were super fucking cool. Had all like super cool photos of, of all the guys in Kiss. And, you know, and I collected all those. But so for me, that was like my fucking uh you know, baseball cards. Right. And, uh, and, and for me, the big thing was tearing them open and immediately like, you know, you get that smell of that bubble gum and, oh, and then all the cards were powdery and they had, they all smelled like bubble gum. Like, you know, it was like just, Oh, it's such a cool thing, dude. And I'm like, yeah, if you're going to do it, dude, you got to put the gum in there for sure. Get that good bubble gum smell. Sure. All right. So we're going to, we're closing in on an hour here. So I'll, I'll start wrapping it up. Uh, what's the latest with your Swordhammer magazine and the coloring book that you just put out? Well, I'll talk about the coloring book first. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe how successful that thing was, man. I mean, people just ate that up. I mean, um, we sold out of the first run, and, and I thought we were buying buying way too many. You know what I mean? And we uh, wound up selling out of those pretty pretty quick, and. You know, and uh, we, we had to go run quick and back order because wound up, you know, pe people ordered more than we had. So we just got a back order in today. Sales have definitely cooled, but, man, we sold a fucking lot of them. I'm not all about, like, just, you know, like, oh, that's cool. We sold a bunch of shit. You know, I'm just ecstatic that that many people uh, were interested in that. And, and I, I thought it was a really cool novelty thing, you know, and I love making those kinds of things, man. Like they fucking just take me back to when I was a kid, you know, like the magazines and the comic books and the coloring books. And now we're making a movie and like, I, I just love it, man. I'm like living all my kid 
dreams, you know. The big bucket list, I'm getting way off topic, I know, but um, my big my big bucket list at some point, too, I mean, we're doing the movie, but at some point, like, I want to figure out some kind of way to make this, like, cool Saturday morning cartoon that, like, posts, I guess, would stream online or something every Saturday morning, and, like, I just imagine a bunch of people my age, like, digging that whatever cartoon it turns out to be, and, like, get up in the morning, make a big bowl of cereal and just sit there and fucking watch it. You know, that would be the raddest thing. So I'm just saying that's, that's on the horizon at some point, man. I could get this movie made first. Um, so that's the coloring book It's a 126 page coloring book. And basically I just took all, it's just mostly all my client work and, and, you know, 90% client work. And then the rest of it's just, you know, personal projects that I've done over the years. And, you know, just pick what I thought was like the coolest ones to color or the line work looked really good on its own without any, you know, as a black and white page. And I just bundled them all together and put them, you know, had them, had them published and put them out there. And, um, you know, it's kind of part of my sword hammer arm, which is just something I started for all my crazy non-client shit, all my like personal projects, you know, and, uh, that, that's one of them. And, um, yeah, done, they've done really well. So the sword hammer magazine is going to be issue number six coming out. Um, and this is the first one where I've actually curated, uh, an, an actual honest to goodness art magazine because I brought in, God, I want to say it's like a, I got like maybe 63 submissions, um, putting the feelers out there and I curated it down to about a dozen or so, maybe 13 artists. Um, and so that, that issue is going to be issue number six. And it's the first time it's other artists besides myself. It just got to be redundant. I thought like, man, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to just put out a magazine. I'd be cool to have an actual art magazine, like my own personal version of like heavy metal magazine or something like that. And, uh, and yeah, man, I got some fucking really stellar artists on, on board for this one and I'm going to keep doing it. It's going to be a quarterly magazine. Uh, number six is going to be the spring issue and I'll do a summer and obviously fall and just keep going every quarter and maybe work with some of these same artists, uh, you know, again and again, and maybe some new one might jump in. It just depends on, you know, the curation process from issue to issue and, but, um, yeah, all the art's in, and, and, and it's just a matter of me finding the time in my schedule to edit it together and, and get it off to print. Um, but um, I'm actually going to be doing that next week. It's funny you bring it up because it's on my plate for next week to finally put this thing all together and get it out there to publish. I'm thinking um, right at the end of uh, – or not? I'm sorry, not at the uh, – around the middle of June, maybe the end of June, it'll be out. So – actually ready to ship okay i was a uh, i was a little bummed when he discontinued the uh sword hammer uh clothing line because i had two i had two of those shirts that i really dug well d don't be too disheartened it's coming back. okay um i've had you're not the only one has beat me up about it um that was the whole purpose know, of this podcast remind me about that <laughs> 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 no, man, things ebb and flow, especially for me in my, in my crazy world. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of give my attention to things as they're needed. And sometimes that means having to let other things uh, go go dormant for a minute, you know. And it's a lot for one guy to juggle 
I know when to turn the different switches on and off. And um, yeah, the sword hammer thing is going to come back. It's going to be better than it was. Um, there's a lot of changes I'm making to it. And that's the other thing I wanted to pull back and rethink it. Um, I wasn't particularly happy with the way it was headed and um, I won't get into all that, but um, made a lot of changes and uh, it's going to be even better, I think. And then, there there's going to be a better lineup of stuff and it'll be more like readily available to uh, buy uh, more often. Um, I'm rethinking the whole limited run, but um, maybe, maybe they are limited. I don't know, but the, the whole point is they'll be coming back. They'll be better. Um, going to launch basically like stuff in like seasonal lines instead of um, just kind of willy nilly, you know what I mean? So, um, I'm shooting for having, you know, probably about a half a dozen shirt designs coming out for like the beginning of summer. And, um, so I just kind of been buying my time, putting all that together and figuring that out. But again, been super busy with the movie and all the other shit. So. Yeah, man. Thanks for even taking an hour to do this podcast. I've, that's a lot to squeeze in, even in your busy schedule. So. I do appreciate it. Oh man, no problem. No, no, and, and I, that's why we did it on a Friday, man. Because I, I, Friday is usually my time to have a little more fun, and I, I'm not so stressed on Friday. Gotcha. Yeah, man. I appreciate you having. Me. Well, let me ask you one more thing, and this is the only knock I got against you is that you're a Saints fan. Because I'm a Panthers <laughs> fan, so it, <laughs> if you had to pick. You don't want to. You don't want to go down. I don't think you want to go down. The- well, no, no, no. I'm not going down that road. I'm, I'm taking a right turn right here. If you had to pick another team out of that division, would you root for the Bucks or the Falcons? Well, I, I definitely wouldn't root for the Falcons, man. They're, they're, they're. Growing up, I was taught that they're the enemy to be hated, and uh, they're, they're. It's kind of like uh, the Falcons are kind of like you know when you're in high school that that other team in the next town, you know, and everybody would, you know, have, have their brawls and rumbles, you know, their, their qualm with the uh, team, you know, and other team. And that's, that's kind of how we are with the Falcons. So it would never be them, but I will say the funny thing is on any given game day, if, uh, if the saints are playing, it's always saying, I mean, it's always saints for me, no matter what, that's where my heart is. But my wife is from here, and so she's a big Vikings fan. So, you know, I, I'm not going to go throw on a Vikings jersey and <laughs> shout too loud, but I but I do root for her team to win when when the Saints aren't involved. If they're playing the Saints, she knows what's up. She knows I'm going to get – I'm going to fucking – I'm going to pray pray to the, the football gods for them to fucking lose and suffer. So, but – that's kind of it. Well, man, and I really don't follow a lot of other teams or anything. I don't really have any any investment in any anything besides that. I, I mean, if the Saints aren't playing, I, I you know only watch like I said the Vikings with her, but I don't I don't watch the Super Bowl or any of that. I don't care because if the Saints aren't playing, it just doesn't have any interest to me. So I'm not that much into the, to give it. I don't have the time to be invested in everybody else and all that. Well, let me say the football gods must have listened to you against the Panthers because we fucking sucked for quite a while now. I don't even know what happened because for a while we were pretty dominant in that division, and now all of a sudden it's just like, eh, whatever. So <laughs> I don't know. Ebb and flow, man. <laughs> it, it, it's like anything in life, man. Even the teams. 
hell, I never thought I'd see Brady. I, I figured, you just, okay, he's going to retire. Maybe, you know, that's what he's doing. No, he goes to a whole nother team. I'm like, that guy's going to wind up like Brett Favre, man. He's going to bounce around the last few years of his career to different teams and have like a totally lackluster performance with them and just going to ruin his fucking legacy, man. You know, like I don't get that. He should have just retired. Well, at least we have a common enemy now, so we can we can team up for that at least. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. I don't think unless you're unless you're in New England, I don't know that anybody likes him, man, yeah. or that team. All right, man. Well, let's wrap it up there. I didn't mean to get you all fired up on that last one. Kind of. <laughs> I wasn't looking for a fight. I was just going to ask that question. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm just playing with you, man. Uh, yeah. No, oh, man, it's been a real treat, dude. It, it was good talking to you again. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, thanks for having me on, dude. It's always a treat to get on and do these things. Yeah, man. Uh, and for anybody who doesn't know, uh, his website is uh, davidpaulseymour.com. And if you want to come no, up, sir, not anymore. Oh, it's not? No, not anymore. Oh, shit, well. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, now. It's it's Swordhammer HQ is in headquarters. Oh, okay. Swordhammerhq.com. Well, good to know. I wouldn't the whole thing behind that. We'll talk about it next. Okay. Time. All right, man. I appreciate your uh, hour here, and um, yeah. So just be on the lookout for more artwork. I'll just uh, keep liking your stuff on Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> and uh, let me know how you come back right. to Asheville, man. Last time I was busy, so I couldn't make. I couldn't get away. But uh, yeah, let me know next time, and I'll uh, I'll come out. Absolutely, man. We'll be back again. We love that place. Okay, man. We'll take care, and we'll uh, talk to you later. All right, buddy. You take care, too. See ya. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Alehorn Podcast. For more of this podcast and other podcasts in the Alehorn Podcast Network, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash the Alehorn. Subscriptions start at a dollar, and each tier gets you greater perks, such as exclusive Patreon-only podcasts, free song downloads, merch discounts, and more. Until next time, stay headless.